You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be back with you once again and happy to be talking Buffalo Bills football. The bye week is over, which is great for Bills fans back at home at New Era Field this coming Sunday to take on the Miami Dolphins in a game where uh, I'm obviously not too familiar with the Bills being such a heavy favorite in a game on the schedule, 16 and a half point favorites to the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be starting at quarterback for Miami and looking forward to this game on Sunday. Really not going to spend too much time talking about it. We've got some other great podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network to talk about the matchup for you and what you can look forward to in Sunday's game. But for this episode, really going to talk with you a little bit more about the trade market. And I say this because there's been a lot of conversation on social media, most notably on Twitter, talking about whether or not the Bills will be buyers during the trade market with the deadline coming up in less than two weeks. And and a lot of that conversation, right, it really did start, at least for me, right, on the podcast. We talked a couple episodes ago when there was a lot of rumors around Stefan Diggs being in the market. Is that something the Bills would do? Uh, in the meantime, from after we had recorded that, right, Duke Williams had been promoted, basically started and played the majority of the snaps against the Tennessee Titans, four out of four targets uh, leading to receptions for 29 yards. And of course, the game-winning touchdown pass from Josh Allen for the Bills to get the victory where they improved to four and one. Since that time, Zay Jones being traded to the Raiders for a future fifth round draft pick. And, And now a lot of conversation right again starts to heat up around the NFL when you talk about the trade market. And we've seen some deals taking place already, most notably Jalen Ramsey. Um, being shipped off from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Los Angeles Rams for, I believe it was two first-round draft picks as well as a fourth. You see uh, Marcus Peters being traded from the Rams, going to the Baltimore Ravens, and some other moves starting to be rumored across the NFL. And really a few things to look at were, again, for Bills fans, a lot of question and looking at what Brandon Bean and the team may look to do. Now, with this, you guys know, right? Buffalo rumblings led by fans bring you a fan perspective myself. I don't pretend to be any sort of an expert when it comes to this team or have inside sources or anything along those lines. You like to lead the discussion and see what some of the opportunities may be. So when you're looking for opinions, where do you go? No place else but Twitter and kind of share with the followers there that this was going to be a, a discussion on the podcast. Some of those targets that you'd really look for Brandon Bean and his front office to consider for the Buffalo Bills in in uh, advance of the trade deadline coming up. So a couple of pieces, and, and we'll reference these in the article as well. Our good buddy Greg Thompson from 
Cover One. He did a podcast a little while back talking about the trade market and, and kind of some of his aspirations. And I'll give you some of his feedback that he shared with me last night in just a little bit. But as we get started, uh, a good article that, that came out during the day on Thursday from Ryan Talbot at NewYorkUpstate.com. You know, uh, in addition to Greg, Ryan is also a, a friend of the podcast and a, a great guy and a great follow on Twitter, both those gentlemen. And he was talking about some some different targets for the Buffalo Bills. So I think we'll start with this. Then I'll get into some of the feedback that came over Twitter and, of course, want to get all your feedback as well. So, you know, whether it's in the comments section at BuffaloRumblings.com, on Twitter at Marino, you can share these pieces with me. But I'll start with Ryan's article. I think this is a, a great starting ground. And then as we go through, you can look at some of the other specifics and some of the names that really came up and uh, and some of those highlights for some of the guys out there and girls that were sharing sharing their thoughts. So the first one up that Ryan lists, and it's a very popular name amongst Bills fans, is wide receiver A.J. Green from the Cincinnati Bengals. And you remember we touched base on Green a couple weeks back, primarily speaking about Stefan Diggs. But as time goes on, now that Zay Jones is no longer with the Buffalo Bills, and you ask yourself, is Duke Williams going to be that starting wide receiver in Buffalo? Does a trade for someone like A.J. Green become more of a real possibility for the team? Now, the interesting piece is um, head coach Zach Taylor for the Bengals has said that the team is not trading him. I think sometimes whenever a team does come out and make a statement like that, it's in an effort to drive up the asking price. Uh, I think it's one of those, is, is it ever truly definitive or is it just a way for them to come out and say, Listen, if you want this guy, it's going to cost you. We're not we're not looking to give him away for next to nothing. Uh, his suggestion when it comes to someone like AJ Green, and I do remember Sal Capaccio talking a bit about Green even prior to the season, right? When the Bills were talking about, you know, making additions to the wide receiver core and, you know, maybe even before they had signed Beasley and Brown, that this was a guy that had been high on sales radar. Now, for many teams, you look at A.J. Green, a guy that's had some issues with some injuries. Obviously, he's not played a game yet this season, but could he be had for the right price? Um, he's a guy that you know popped up more than a few times in my mentions on Twitter when I put the question out there asking who Bills fans would want the team to pursue. And that's the first name on the list that Ryan Talbot lists here. Um, there had been some rumors that the asking price would be a first-round draft pick. I would not see any team giving up a first-round draft pick for someone with an expiring contract at the end of this season, even if you're hoping to work the comp pick structure and get something in return, but I think that would be a bit high. Talbot does suggest um, maybe two mid-round picks to get the job done, um, but you know, really saying maybe a second-rounder and a fifth-rounder you know, personally for me, I even think a second rounder might be high for someone that essentially could just be a rental for you for the remainder of the season that has not played a snap yet. And, you know, you assume that once he's back on the field, he will be healthy and in good shape. But A.J. Green, certainly an intriguing name that comes out. Uh, a couple other wide receivers mentioned by Talbot, and I think they're, they're two interesting ones that I haven't heard as much. Uh, a few folks, uh, Greg Thompson was one of them. A few others did bring up Mohamed Sanu, and he does list him as a positive possibility uh, coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons struggling early this season to get victories. I believe they sit at two and four right now. Of course, they've got Julio Jones, who's arguably the most talented wide receiver in the league. They've got Calvin Ridley, who has shown that he has the ability and potential to, to be a star in the NFL, which really leaves Sanu as the kind of the third man there. 
I'd be curious if that's someone that they would look to add. He's primarily played in the slot, has the ability to play on the outside, as Talbot has noted. Um, but Mohamed Sanu would likely come with a much lower asking price than someone like an A.J. Green and someone to keep an eye on if he will be on the move. Um, another name that he brings up, which is interesting, is Golden Tate. Um, many of you know, right, Tate has been had uh, served a four-game suspension early in the season as he had joined the New York Giants this year. Haven't seen a whole lot if he's someone that will be on the trade market. 31 years old at this time, you know, where do the Giants fall into all of this as far as being buyers and sellers? You, you have to assume that they may be more sellers at this point, but does someone that could be a reliable target like Tate with them having a young quarterback in Daniel Jones, is that someone that fits but a name to keep an eye on. And I think Ryan is the only one that actually, you know, brought up Tate as an option. And I think it's something that we'll continue to monitor. But again, similar situation to someone like Sanu, you know, maybe you can get a Golden Tate for a fourth or fifth round draft pick, uh, a combination of day three picks, what that may look like. But uh, from that standpoint, another name to keep an eye on. The one that Ryan lists, which is the most intriguing to me and really was at the top of my list, another pass catcher, but we're talking tight end, and that's O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard is an interesting one, right? It came out and and just uh, a monster prospect coming out of college, running a 4-5-40, a great showing at the combine, uh, as Talbot notes, an above-average blocker just has the opportunity, right, to be a great contributor at the NFL level, at least what he was drafted to be, and we've seen flashes in his time with Tampa Bay. Enter Bruce Arians as the new head coach, and if anything, Howard is maybe getting one, two, or three targets a game. And it's interesting because the team has come out, they have said that he's not on the trade market, but with that said, they're utilizing Cameron Brait more often in their passing game than they are someone who's an, an all-world talent like O.J. Howard. So it is going to be interesting with him. I know a lot of fans have said to me already, and there are others that chimed in in favor of Howard, why would you go in that direction when you have a Dawson Knox, a Tommy Sweeney, Tyler Croft? We haven't seen anything from yet. And the reason why I say it is because I think Howard, you know, the, the potential that he has, right, and what he's shown in his career can provide the largest upgrade for you. Dawson Knox could still prove to be a great NFL tight end, and you could see the team develop two great options and two tight end sets, and who knows what that can be. Tyler Croft. Still have to see if this is a guy that can stay healthy. Um, Tommy Sweeney, a lot of potential, but a lot of work that will still have to go to that, where, in my opinion, O.J. Howard is someone that would be a clear upgrade at the position. And if you're talking at the Buffalo Bills, making a run not just at the playoffs, right, but let's talk about an AFC championship here and a trip to the Super Bowl. I know that might be getting ahead of ourselves, but let's be honest. You're sitting at 4-1. and one, You look at the schedule. You're talking about making the playoffs. This isn't just getting in at the wild card, right? You're talking about winning some games and making some noise here. I think Howard, if he were available, could provide that great upgrade for the Buffalo Bills in a big way. Now, listen, I've gotten some additional feedback on Twitter. I want to share that with you. I'm going to take a quick break. Stick around. I'll be right back after this. Talk to you about some of the additional feedback that we've gotten from some of the guys you know and love and some great follows out there on Twitter. So hang tight and we'll be right back on Breaking Buffalo Rumbling. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. 
because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to this episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be with you once again, sharing some great feedback that we received talking about the trade market and some of the players you have really kind of identified as guys that you would want the Bills to consider. Ran fewer through things before the break. Now it's really an opportunity to share with, you know, some of the feedback that I've gotten from some of the guys and gals out there that wanted to share their input and who they would love to see the Buffalo Bills target. A popular name, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, is Trent Williams, the offensive tackle for the Washington Redskins. As you know, he has been sitting out all season, just call it his just general dispute with the Redskins organization. I know some people would like to see the upgrade at tackle. He's naturally a left tackle. If we're talking about upgrading at that position, I just don't see the Bills making the investment on a 31-year-old tackle that's battled the injuries that he has to shift Deion Dawkins or to play him at right tackle or to bench Ty Secchi or all of these pieces. I'd like to take a little bit of a step back on the offensive line side of things. I didn't want to gloss over this too quickly, but I think if you talk about Inseki at right tackle, if you talk about Dawkins, I'm still curious to see what they do with Cody Ford and the potential of him kicking maybe to left guard and Quentin Spain um, taking a back seat at this time. But I, you know, I, I'll I'll note that Williams is a name that came up a, a whole bunch, but I'm not sure how serious that might be for Bills fans. Uh, I'm going to run through some of the feedback that we've got here from some folks. And I, again, I would love to get your thoughts on Twitter or in the comments section. Uh, my good buddy, Ryan Chandler Moses, uh, Ryan Moses 20 on Twitter. Mike Evans for our next year's first rounder. And I think that's an interesting one, right? You look at Evans, the Buccaneers come up in conversation again, a big target who's competed and performed at a high level. Um, Things just seem to be a bit of a mess in Tampa Bay. A lot of that can start with the quarterback and Jameis Winston. If Evans were to be on the move, um, I'm curious how Bills fans would feel about giving up a future first round draft pick. I know fans truly love those picks and just value them in many ways. Um, I found that out firsthand when I suggested the Bills make a trade for Jadavion Clowney um, earlier in the season. So I think that's an interesting one coming from Ryan you know, and adding him onto the list. Um, Dr. K44, Kent D, you guys know him well. He used to be a contributor here at buffalorumblings.com. Von Miller, firm believer in fortifying your strengths. This guy moves the needle for me. And man, if you would add Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills defense, I think that would truly be an interesting one. You talk about arguably the top defensive unit in the NFL. Man, what that could be for the Bills. And I think that's one worth uh, worth truly noting. 
Uh, another, you guys know Danielle from the Mafia Mavens podcast. I hope you've been checking her and Robin out each and every week. Odell Beckham Jr. for the right price. And they talked about that a bit more on their podcast this week. I encourage you to give it a listen. You can get some more of the details there. Personally, Danielle, I don't know if OBJ is truly uh, fits the process that that uh, Sean McDermott has in place. But I think when you look at a guy that's a competitor, you pair him up with Cole Beasley and John Brown and Josh Allen and Devin Singletary and Frank Gore and the Buffalo Bills offense, it certainly would be intriguing. I would be surprised if the Browns move on from him at this time as well, but definitely one uh, worth sharing that truly, truly stands out. All right, next up, I've got the feedback from Nick and Nolan. You'd love these guys from uh, the Nick and Nolan podcast, of course, right here at buffalorumblings.com. Nick Bat, I'd be kicking tires on Diggs, Von Miller, O.J. Howard, and Trent Williams. I'd spend serious dough on Miller. I'd take the rest on a bargain deal, but I don't think any of them will happen. And, uh, you know, a great list of names that Nick shares there. Miller at the top of his list, again, you talk about that defense going from elite to dominant. I guess is dominant better than elite? I'm, I'm not even quite sure what the fit would be, but a, a, a list of some of the familiar names out there that really stand out. Bruce Nolan adding to that, looking at the defensive side of the ball. Vic Beasley, defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons, right? And a little bit of a trend there. And Leonard Williams, the defensive tackle from the New York Jets. Uh, Beasley came up a bit in the conversation, right? Greg Thompson from cover one had him listed and really targeting players from the Atlanta Falcons is they might be ready to throw in the towel and enter somewhat of a rebuild mode. Um, Leonard Williams, potentially as a trade target uh, in the NFL. I would be shocked to see if the Jets moved him within the AFC East, but Leonard Williams really filling a spot along that defensive line. You look at the potential of you know, Harrison Phillips and his injury, what will that recovery look like for him? Jordan Phillips being a, uh, a free agent at the end of this season, can the team re-sign him and just not, you know, not just building that defensive line for the 2019 season, but of course, moving ahead in the future. Dell Reed, you guys know Dell from 26 Shirts, chimed in with Stefan Diggs with a really big smiley face. So, you know, we talked about that before. I think the uh, the asking price for Diggs after his monster game last week just continues to uh, continues to go up. And I would be shocked to see if he is someone that ends up on the trade market. So, you know, a lot of the names that are out there, I'm trying to see if I missed anybody here. AJ Green, Stefan Diggs, Mohamed Sanu, Mike Evans, OBJ, uh, a bunch of love for Trent Williams, Vic Beasley, Von Miller, Leonard Williams. Top of my list, OJ Howard, of course. Now, an interesting one. Now, this comes to you from Mark Sessler and to an extent, Chris Wessling. And if you know these guys, they're from the NFL Network. The Around the NFL podcast is is one of my must-listen podcasts to, to get a full perspective on the NFL each and every week. Multiple shows each week. I encourage you to give them a listen. Give them a follow. It's one of the most fun podcasts out there, and, and those guys just do a fantastic job along with Greg Rosenthal and Dan Hansis. So they were going through in this week's podcast talking about some different trade scenarios that, that they would look and, and, of course, right, just what would make sense. What would be a good fit? And Sessler came up and said, Melvin Gordon to the Buffalo Bills. And his point was, 
you know, you've got Frank Gore at 36 years old. His contract wraps up at the end of this year. Um, it will be interesting to see what he looks like throughout a 16-game season, what kind of wear and tear, and how his play continues to look. You've got Devin Singletary, who's been hurt early in his career with the Bills. You know, is he truly like a bell cow back? And just you look at the Buffalo Bills offense, right? And they've got some good weapons that, you know, Josh Allen can pass to, but a team that still wants to run the ball and should be able to run the ball. And is Melvin Gordon that fit, not just for the Bills to get through the rest of 2019 and to make that push for the playoffs and a run at a championship, but looking past 2019, if it is something where if Gordon you know, comes to Buffalo, if Gore moves on after this season, but if you have a uh, a pair, right, of almost think David Singletary is Buffalo's version of Austin Eckler, and then you've got Melvin Gordon as a primary back, maybe like a 65-35 type of split, and seeing what that could be. Truly making a dynamic duel. Um, they were talking about the compensation for someone like Gordon and meaning the, the trade compensation, right? Is it a third round pick to acquire someone like him to come to Buffalo? Is it a, you know, a fourth and a fifth or some combination of those things? But definitely not a first round pick, definitely not a second round pick. And it's interesting because there had been a lot of buzz around Gordon early on. You know, what would it cost to get him? There was talk about at least a first round pick. Of course, that probably coming from the Chargers. Now he ends his holdout. He comes back to the team, shaking off some of the rust. And the Chargers have failed to to hit a little bit of a stride, right? I mean, it, it almost looked like they were a more fluid offense with Eckler as their lead back. Now that you've got the two of them, that they're struggling with their footing, um, kind of a bad loss to the Steelers on Sunday night football, right? You 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 go forward with this. So you know, is Melvin Gordon someone? that should be on the trade list for the Buffalo Bills to help solidify the offense, not just for 2019, but also for beyond. That one was really intriguing to me. And again, I think when a lot of our conversation around Gordon earlier in the season, LaShawn McCoy was still a member of the Buffalo Bills when those trade rumors were running uh, somewhat rampant. So you know, it's going to be an interesting time. As I said before, you know, I, I want to get your feedback on on these names that are out there. I mean, there's some that I think truly could be moved and see what takes place um, with that. I would love to see O.J. Howard end up in Buffalo. I'd really love to see O.J. Howard not end up in New England. That's, that's part of the motivation, but this guy was one of my draft crushes when he was coming out of Alabama. I'd love to see what he could do with the Buffalo Bills. Um, others, like we talked about before, Stephon Diggs, I don't really see him getting traded. AJ Green, I do see getting traded. Um, what that asking price is going to be, if it's a combination of a third round pick and something else, I'd love to see the Bills jump on that and, and maybe to pair him with John Brown and Cole Beasley and see what things could really look like there. So it's going to be an interesting time for NFL fans. Um, you know, what kind of moves are going to take place, right? The You talked about the, the trade with Jalen Ramsey going from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Rams. I mean, I think everyone thought he was going to get moved, but maybe it would have been closer to the deadline. But you know what? Credit to the Jaguars for getting two first-round draft picks with this. So make sure you give your feedback, whether it's at buffalorumblings.com. You can hit me up at Twitter, at Ant Marino. And please take the time to subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. You not only get this show, but you get other great shows that we have. Believe, Blitz Bills, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Circling the Wagons, the Mafia Mavens, the Nick and Nolan Show. You get it all right here at buffalorumblings.com. So again, thanks for checking out Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. 
Make sure you're listening to our other shows this week to get those previews of the Bills matchup with the Miami Dolphins on Sunday at New Era Field. Thanks again for listening, and as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.